We are four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Lie number four. Feeling like you're an imposter as a teacher. We have all been there. I'm not even sure who I am today. (laughs) But someone says something at a faculty meeting, or you hear a new acronym or some unknown educational jargon. Like for me recently, it was um, mentor text. (laughs) And suddenly you feel like an idiot. It's only a matter of time before a parent or a colleague notices that you are not up to the job and calls you out on it. You know, sometimes I don't even need those things to happen to feel like an imposter. All you have to do is be aware that maybe you walk to the beat of a, of a different drummer. Sometimes <laughs> you're in the classroom and you've just spun this web of educational glory and the kids look at you like you've just grown a second head and I you know, internally throw my hands up in the air and go, you suck, Willis, you suck. I feel like an imposter. <laughs> well, and I think, I feel like an imposter. I think too, social media and particularly Pinterest and Instagram, as much as I love them, they definitely, they definitely <laughs> contribute to imposter syndrome because I keep thinking, wow, after 32 years, I still don't have it together. And look at these classrooms. Look at these lessons. They're amazing. Yeah. <sighs> Yes. That's well, how I feel when I look at yours, though, Kathy. So you have uh, very well, thank you. But I think, <laughs> I don't know why we second guess ourselves all the time. Yeah, I think it makes us almost a better teacher by doing that because we question ourselves and we make ourselves better, I believe. Sometimes. That is true. That, but then there's that dream. I know everybody oh, yes. has it before school starts. I still have. That. I don't dream that I'm mm-hmm. naked. No, I don't do, I don't dream that, but I do dream that I forgot how to teach and I'm standing in front of the class and I open my mouth and nothing comes out. Well, I have, I have a class, I have a class that gets out of control and I'd have no idea what to do. And I have another dream that I can't (laughs) find my classroom and we're walking all over the school trying to find it and no one will help us. That's my college dream Mm -hmm. where I'm going to have that test and I can't find the building or the room. (laughs) Yep. Yep. In fact, I just wrote about that on my blog tonight. Like that. And and actually it's happened to me. Like I I have that every year. It's usually by the end of the first week of school. I have that. There's something that says in my brain, God, I miss my kids who like to talk to me because you ask a question and they all look at you like, you know, they don't know what you're talking about. And you think, okay, this worked last year. What's yeah, what's and, happening here? Get and, with it. You know, and it's part of just being, they're rusty coming back from summer, but I'm rusty coming back from summer too, you know, and then it, something will happen and I'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Um, you know. Right. But it doesn't make you an imposter. No, but if yeah. I was a real teacher, I would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite, my favorite quote that I discovered in the last couple of months, and I've said it before, I, I, I kind of want to have a tattoo because I need this message every day. Comparison yeah. is the thief of joy. No, I love that. Don't though. ask me. That would be a good tattoo. I don't know where I read it, but gosh, I love that. Really? It would be. Definitely. Yes. Absolutely. So, okay. So we know that we feel like imposters, right? How do we how do we get past that? How do we pay attention to what's fact and then what's lie? So when I was thinking about this this part of the podcast, I kind of got the giggles. I couldn't help myself. You know, you can't go on Facebook or social media without hearing the phrase, fake news, fake news, right? <laughs> and now, <laughs> so you feel yeah. like fake teacher sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like, and buzzers go off and like, right? Ooga. But mm-hmm. I, Facebook even like yells at you, fake news, when you, you, you post an article and then they'll post a fake news thing up underneath it. Um, but I couldn't get that out of my head as I was thinking about that. And how wonderful, wouldn't it be great if every time you had a thought like that, like I suck, I'm an imposter, I don't belong in the classroom, why did I become a teacher? If if something would flash oh, up to keep and you say, in perspective. fake news, fake news, fake news. So that you, <laughs> no, what's the difference between right. fact yes. and lie? Yes. And I think sometimes we have to reconsider our perceptions, right? And and if you stay tr- entrenched in fact, um, and you try to remember the fact, remember your data, remember your data. God, I hate that word. But if you can remember it, mm-hmm. then the lies kind of right. fade away. What do you guys think? Well, th- this one, um, this is a lie we tell ourselves. We've been talking a lot about lies that others tell and that we may mm-hmm. internalize. Well, wait, wait, no wait, wait. I would have a story, ever come though. Up to you and say, you're not a teacher, you're an imposter. I was at Nobody a brand new school. This is probably this is, my fifth or one. sixth year of teaching, and it was a gifted, okay. high achieving school. And I was very young, and I had a parent literally mm-hmm. bring me articles. So she could, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, I thought you might like to read this. It's about how to teach. So I graciously oh smiled and just said, oh, well, thank you. I, and I take, you know. I, 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 <laughs> oh, Kathy. Yeah. Well, what do you say? What do you say? I, mean, I have one like this. Where someone, okay, I I I had a parent tell me that another parent whose <gasps> child was in another classroom didn't want why? me to be their child's teacher. You know, you know why? <gasps> Raise yourself because this totally oh. proves I'm an imposter. Because I was almost what? fifty years old and I went platinum blonde. And who does that at this age? What was I? <laughs> Apparently, hair dye also determines how good of a teacher and if you if you should even be in the career field, right? Oh my god! That's insane. It is. It's a little bit of insanity. 
a little bit of insanity. But mm-hmm. I think too, we also have to like think about our definition of failure. I mean, everyone feels stupid at some point in their life. It doesn't mean you are stupid. Oh, yes. Yeah, like when I was teaching fifth grade and we had to do division <laughs> of fractions and I studied it really hard before I was going to teach it, of course, because it was, it's always been confusing to me, that concept. <laughs> it's always been confusing. And I'm up at the board and I'm demonstrating and I totally got it upside down. Everything was reversed. And, and a sweet little fifth grader had oh, to come up to the board and take my marker out of my you, hand sweetie. and say, this is London. You were supposed to write That's it funny. this way. Then it will work. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I didn't even bother. I said, hey, I'm learning too. We're all learning here. And then I didn't volunteer for fifth grade again. I went back to like, fourth. That's growth mindset then too. You, yes. you turn to the class and you say, you know what? Everyone makes mistakes. Well, and it's good for here. Yeah, it's right? good for them to see we don't have all the answers. You're not an imposter. You're learning right along with them. You're a learner. That's right. And it's okay. It's okay. And kids. That's right. And it makes kids realize that you're human, you know, and. I used to make a game out of that because I did make mistakes and I could always laugh at them, but I would say, you know, find the mistakes that I'm making and I would, you know, try yeah. to make a few more on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but math, math, I've always been terrible in math. And if they ever came up to me with a question, I, I would just, you know, ask so-and-so, I don't know the answer. And we would yeah. all laugh at it. And well, so- and I think that, What, you know, so much of what we do as teachers, whether or not we want to admit it or realize it, is that we are also modeling how we bounce back from failure, how we we bounce back from making those mistakes. Those eyes are watching you. They're learning more than than division of fractions. They're they're learning what you do Mm -hmm. when you screw up. Yes, we celebrate our mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it's so important for them to realize that they're still okay, even if they make a mistake and nobody has all the answers. Right. You have to know who yes, to ask, yes. where well, to look. To and especially an in this day and yeah. age, the age of information, right? You know, we don't, we don't, we're not as right. fact-based Just as know we where to go to, to find information. Reliable information. Memorize these facts, memorize this fact, memorize these data. Because I that information, we've had an information explosion. It's at the tip of everyone's fingers. Anyone who has a phone or a tablet or a computer, boom, there it is. There's the information. Right. Right. And we, we as teachers have to model this. We have to always be open to learning new things. If you don't understand something, read. Read about it. Seek out some <laughs> professional development. Ask to observe a teacher who's mastered the new practice or the new idea. Invite Tracy into your room. She'll show you how to do it. That's what I did. That's right. (laughs) Okay, so how do we overcome imposter syndrome? It's not with antibiotics. Trust me. Well, you need to accentuate the positive, you know, know what you do well and, you know, be pleased with it. And if you make a mistake, that's, that's fine too, because you're just human. 
this all these song references. I was getting ready to sing Let It Go from Frozen, but then you were accentuate the positive. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can sing that. Yes, that's from Frozen. You know. <laughs> So those mental tapes, you know, we talk about developing new ways to talk to yourself and your script would be these automatic things that play in your head when you start to feel like an imposter. Why not have a couple of songs, have a playlist in your We do that in the gym all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I get on the, I get on the art climber at my powerhouse gym and I put my earbuds in and immediately, you know, I start to listen to, um, the Rocky theme song to kick it off. And, you know, in my mind, I've shed 60 pounds by the end of my, <laughs> the end of my workout. I'm spelt, <laughs> I'm fit, I float on air, right? <laughs> but because that music makes you feel that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to have a, a, right. a friend right. who was really big into affirmations. I mean, like, look in the mirror every morning and recite the affirmations. And I used to giggle a little bit at her behind my behind my hand, never to her face. Loved her dearly. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to hurt her feelings. But mentally, inside myself, I'm like, really, really. It does. I mean, when it you works. think about it, you can do that yourself. You know, but mm-hmm. a lot of people go to therapy, and that's, and that's what therapy what is 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 sitting with a therapist or a counselor and, and replacing that script. Yes. Yeah. And and the script that you share exactly. I was just going to say that. This this script that you share with your kids, like you can start off with, well, I wasn't very good at this last week, but I've really been looking into it. Exactly. And I think this is going to be exactly. fun. Let's see where it takes us. That's right. And and you don't feel like an imposter then. You feel like a learner. And yeah, as teachers, we we're all are. learners. So let's talk about that then. What are some, you know, down and dirty practical steps that you can, that we can take to um, move past that imposter syndrome? Well, I think part of that is just visualizing that success. Like, how do I want to be as a teacher? What goals do I set for myself? Um, I know one part of the national board process that has really uh, have been helpful to myself is reflecting on what is it I still want to learn more about. So it takes it away from being, oh, I can't do this yet, or I can't do this until, you know, it focuses more on, well, what can I do? How do I want it to look like? How do I want it to see, you know, what what do I want it to sound like? Um, What are my Mm -hmm. students going to be doing? And just taking it like step at a time Uh and realize, you know, I'm not an imposter. I'm a learner. I'm someone who's trying. Right. Perfect. Right. I didn't uh, really, I was never into history too much until I started teaching it. And then I really loved it. And, um, you know, so I was really an imposter for a long time, but I really enjoyed teaching it. Um, And so, you know, fake it till you make it. I love that kind of quote, you know, courage takes, you know, time and it's risk taking. And when you change your behavior, your confidence is going to follow. And sometimes again, I, I really did enjoy doing that. It's teaching. nothing like it's it's hutzpah. You know, it's I had having the hutzpah to to 
like she said, mm-hmm. fake it till you make it. I also think like looking at strengths, you know, we we want to look at our kids on a strength-based model, right? No one flourishes when all you're doing is looking at your weaknesses under a microscope. But, but <laughs> that's what we do to ourselves as teachers all mm-hmm. the time. You know, science was my weakest area <laughs> in school. I shouldn't even be telling you, you this should, story, you but here it is. Um, as a matter of fact, a kid in my physics class wrote in my yearbook, I hope you will be able to persuade your way through life as you have through physics. Because <laughs> I got an A in physics and I didn't know anything. Anyway, <laughs> but I never, never, yeah. never appreciated science or felt like a scientist until I started to I teach similar, it. And now it's my favorite subject. I have a similar I love story. It. Math. I keep getting off of it. Yeah. Math guard me as a child. I mean, like, sobbing at the table at least two or three times a week at you know as I'm doing homework and yet wow I it is my favorite thing to teach and and I'm a literacy person and I'm known for being a literacy person and I still love literacy but I like math just as much I would see I'm not a math imposter I'm not a science imposter to get right. I didn't come out of my undergrad loving to teach math. Trust me. <laughs> but, but another really good thing to do mm-hmm. with that self-talk is tell oh, yeah. yourself how much fun it is. Just say, too. go ahead, Deanne. And your brain gets that message. And make up, okay, say, make up your mind that you really can do something. I In grad school, I had to take statistics, and I was like, oh, my right. God. And I think oh, it's good horrible. to share with and our I kids my those struggles because Tracy, like you, and I was so proud was of myself. the worst for me you in know, school. Like, never I, same thing, crying at the table. I don't get it. And it gives you understand it. So I was paranoid when I started teaching because I thought, I have to fake it. I don't understand the math. So I went to every PD I could find. I went to conferences. I read up on things. And now I love it and because I see myself mm-hmm. now applying it in my real life so that was like oh this makes sense now and I tell the kids that story mm-hmm. right right mm-hmm. the first time a teacher and it wasn't no, until college was. a teacher said to me and and this is again the power of affirmation and belief a teacher said to me, well, you know how to do this. You just did it. Uh-huh. But see, I didn't do it the way he did it. But he's like, that's not what it's about. Uh, the first time someone framed it to me as creative, the light bulbs went off. And because I can do creative, I am. It comes oozes out of my pores. So the minute he did that, I was like, oh, yeah. That story, Tracy, reminds oh. me of another one. You know the expression you say to a kid, you know, uh-huh. because they're not getting it and they don't want to participate and they're feeling like like inadequate about the lesson. Right. And you say, well, what would your answer be if you did know? We could do the same thing as teachers. Like what would this lesson look like if I wasn't an imposter? What would it exactly. look like if I was the oh. best teacher? You know, sometimes it can be too just a subject. flip of the language. I, I do this mm-hmm. trick a lot myself. 
um, instead of saying I have to, I say I get to. And it seems hokey at first, but you know what? If you do it every day, try it with something that you loathe, right? And try it. And eventually the, the, the tension you hold in your body around that and the, <laughs> the angst and the anxiety you might feel around it totally <laughs> will change. It'll turn around. It's huge. And I'm trying to visualize mm-hmm. today. I get to teach division of fractions. <laughs> well, no, you might, but then you might get it. <laughs> It's a great idea. Today, I get to let the kids show me how to do division of fractions. That works. What's a way that I could teach this, a non-mathematical way that I could talk about this, that it's going to make light bulbs turn on for kids? Because if you can connect it to other things outside of the math class, huge difference. So that's my favorite it's true. You've done that a lot, Tracy. That's oh, thank you very art. much. That is, yeah. it's, your it's art just stuff a is amazing. Fun, fun way to do it, isn't it? It's. I think we all do that on some level. I mean, I know Deanne, your specialty is social mm-hmm. studies, and the the things that you are putting out, you know, that are multidisciplinary. And Retta does the same thing, and so does Kathy. I think that's a strength for all of us. And they it's get excited about bound, learning. Let's bound us together with this podcast, with this natural love of yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, I do. I think so. <laughs> and it's fun. I mean, I enjoy it. I don't like to just get up there and yeah. teach, teach, teach. I'd love so, to have the kids work in groups and, you know. The ladies, were wonderful. we're out of time. So I got to ask you. Definitely. I know, I know. I just feel like always are. I'm always out of time. For it's not We're just the podcast. That's my life. So, <laughs> so what is your number one tip for com- combating <laughs> imposter syndrome? Oh, I love, I agree with that. I'm laughing at myself all day long. It's silly. <laughs> I, I guess I know this will shock you, but mine and is I think short. too, just showing your never stop being your, your learner. I'm done. You know, letting them know we don't have all the answers. I'm learning along. I guess with for you, me, it's to just be able this, to laugh at myself. If funny, I and make a mistake, it's okay. Again. You know, right? <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and just and and that's what they're going to remember you for. I too. like to try and remember you know, it, um, the the word grace. <laughs> hold yourself to a standard of grace, and when I can hold myself to a standard of grace, and I have that word actually on a post-it <laughs> on my computer screen <laughs> that says grace, and it's not oh, my dog's and that's name. That's so important. Um, you know, it's it's letting go of part of the, for me, the imposter syndrome is the the perfectionism. And so when I hold myself to a standard of grace, that means something to me. That means that I'm kind to myself, right? Uh, it is because you sure as heck wouldn't talk to your best friend, your spouse, or your children, or the kids in your classroom, the way you talk to yourself. Um, it's an important one. 
All right. Well, we hope that you join us next it's week. Very true. Because we are going to be swapping Halloween horror stories. Come talk to us about costumes, parties, Halloween, full moon, and Halloween hangovers the day after. You don't want to miss that next episode. Check us out on our blogs. Make sure that you come visit us on our Facebook group. We teach so hard. Until next time, stay cool. Bye.